Ty Bladen's fingers and palms were sticky with rattlesnake blood. He thought the snake flesh he'd eaten would provide much-needed moisture and protein. Instead, it stuck to his tongue and throat, intensifying his thirst. He shifted forward on the narrow ledge, looking into the yawning fissure below. Rocks tumbled down, clattering as they hit the craggy walls on their way to the bottom. White bones were scattered across the pit's floor, large enough to see but too far away to identify as either animal or human. About halfway down, a crumpled beige coat hung from a protruding rock. It was riddled with bullet holes. Ty remembered the minutiae of everything that had happened in the moments before the trank hit him. He'd met with his foreman, Dennis Jackson, who was preparing to take his wife out of town. Ty wanted the couple far away, safe from the conflict that was about to descend upon them. Amir Haddad, the terrorist Ty and his team hunted, had been there in Ty's house, holding a gun to his foreman's wife. And then Dennis's anguished words as the trank took effect, and darkness surrounded him. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Ty looked at the rock wall across from him. So many rattlers were making their slow ascent up the steeply sloping rise that it quivered with their movement. Likely the same thing was happening on the wall below him. If he didn't climb out now, he'd have to spend another night playing viper roulette with the ones that made it to the ledge where he'd spent the last night. Assuming the precarious outcropping of granite continued to hold his weight. He looked up at the fissure's opening some thirty feet above him. Twice before he'd tried, but he'd slipped back down to this ledge. The sharp rocks had carved long gashes in his chest and arms, but he'd be goddamned if he'd die in this snake pit. He reached once again for a hold on the jagged rock face and started up. Handhold, foothold, up. The sun was in its late evening descent, casting shadows that made it hard to see the best places to grip. Handhold, foothold, up. As soon as he was out of this godforsaken snake pit, he intended to hunt down the terrorist who'd put him there and give the motherfucker a little taste of his own medicine, Wyoming style. He reached for another handhold, pausing just slightly to let his senses test for the sound of a rattle or any unexpected movement before pulling himself up a few more inches. If he ever saw another rattler, it would be one time too many. He moved up another few inches and then had to pause, his left thigh still recovering from the bullet wound he'd taken in Afghanistan a couple of months earlier, cramped like a fisted hand. He couldn't stop his upward climb to massage it. He dragged himself up another few inches, letting his left leg trail limply. Handhold, foothold, up. Sweat trickled down his forehead into his eyes. Handhold, foothold, up. He couldn't wipe it away. Handhold, foothold, up. It was at this point that he kept losing his footing. He closed his eyes, drew a deep breath, and forced the pain to the back of his mind as he reached up again. He wondered what had happened to the Jacksons. He didn't doubt that Amir had coerced them into doing his dirty work. He hadn't seen their bodies in the cavern below him but he knew Amir wouldn't let them survive their participation in his nefarious activities. Handhold, foothold, up. The air began to move around Ty in a chilling swirl. Crickets sounded loud and close. He was near the top, almost out.
Handhold, foothold, up. Another few feet, and he'd be clear of the pit. God knows what might be waiting for him on the outside. Hopefully the snakes that had gotten out weren't lingering there. His next handhold was over the lip of the crevice. He pulled himself out of the hole, then lay still, listening. There was only the cold breeze in the short pines nearby. No animals stirred. No snakes made furtive movements in the sparse grass. He sat up and rubbed his burning thigh. He had to be somewhere in the Medicine Bow Mountains. The trank that had incapacitated him wouldn't have lasted long enough for his captors to get him very far away, unless they'd kept him under longer than he knew. The ridge he was on was close to 7,000 feet high. The air was thin and cold. He needed water and then shelter, neither of which could wait until morning.